Hello everyone and welcome to episode 130 of the Mighty Whites podcast. Uh, should we panic? I don't yes. know, but yes, my gut says maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this is um, the first time in a long time as a Leeds fan, I think we've been, as a fan base, truly worried. How are your level of worries, Casey? Um, I'm, I'm going to say I'm up to a 6 out of 10. It, it, it's slowly climbing with, with each passing game at this point. Um, obviously, I'm a lot calmer than I was immediately after the Southampton game because that was dire. And it, I don't want to dream of a world where we ever play a game without Rafinha and Calvin Phillips again. Well, you're going to get half of that nightmare tomorrow. Yeah. Um, mm. it, it was... We'll just get straight onto it. Obviously, everyone has managed to get past the emotional, just gut punch response that we all had to that game. And you can be a little bit more analytical about it now. Think about it tactically. Think about what went wrong. And I think that what went wrong against Southampton is we were fucking awful. Yeah. Do, do you think coming out of that game, we haven't given enough uh, enough praise to Southampton and, and the way they pressed us. No, or were we god awful? We were god awful. Fair enough, I agree. <laughs> they, look, they, they did press well. They played. I would go as far as well. I wouldn't say they they had a, a, few, a fair few players playing seven out of ten, a couple above that, and Salisu was excellent. But it, I don't think they were brilliant by any stretch. I think it was much more on us being terrible than it was them being good. Uh, no. Sometimes sometimes you get games where you just get... You know, I, I always use this as the example, but when the Arsenal team we all in were putting four and five past us and getting like applauded off, basically, at Ellen Road, that's because it, even though we were a bit crap, everyone knew, ah, we could have been excellent today. We'd have still got beat 3-0. Uh, this is nothing like that. We were just shite. No, we we did not seem to be able to retain the ball in our own third, which just killed anything we tried to do. Like his, like Rodrigo was anonymous, but I, I, for the most part, what did he have to work off? The ball never made it that far. Um, you know, I, I can't remember a time when I've seen, you know, either either the defense or Dallas or players like that just giving the ball away so easily it's just yeah. it was it, it was that it was just a combination of just missing everyone junior furpo's value has gone up after that game though i'll give him that um but unfortunately yeah, just... so did Jamie alioski's oh, yeah <laughs> christ um no, it was it was so disheartening, and, and you you looked at the team, and it, it was quite hard to be positive looking at it. You know, Rodrigo's not been playing particularly well this season. Dallas hasn't been playing well this season. The vast majority of people don't want to see Tyler Roberts play. I was going to say in midfield at first, but I think the feeling has shifted to play. Um, no one likes it when we go to a back three. It, it, there was very little to, to look forward to. And then obviously finding out that, that Phillips wasn't going to make it for the game, that Rafinha was being rested. 
And I think it was kind of worse that they were both there and the cameras just like every time we were terrible and just like hoiked the ball out of play or something. Look, Calvin Phillips is here. Yeah. He's not playing. It seemed to be rubbing it in a bit. See, he wouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, the, it is a mitigating factor that we were missing. It isn't just that we had like six first-team players out. It was six major first-team players out. But I would... I would want to see a better performance than that if we'd put out 10 of the under-23s. Like, really, there was just... It's... Well, it's been something that a lot of people have said. And if you don't count sort of a couple of the cup games where we've put out really weak sides, like, in the league, do you think that was the worst performance we've had under Bielsa? Yeah, I, I mean, ultimately, I was amazed that we still came out with that game with more possession than them because it didn't feel like it. I think that's uh, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the usual levels that, especially like in, in the championship days when it, you know where we were regularly racking up sixty percent. But you know, we, it was coming out fifty five percent. But you know, it certainly didn't feel that way. Um, no shots on target. The, the, and your two best chances were Dan James knocking the ball over an advancing keeper and and knocking it wide, and Jack Harrison having a shot blocked. Yeah, hey, might as well oh, list oh, all so, of them. Sorry, no, I forgot about Dan James's cross. Yeah, no, I was going to say we might as well list all of them. Tyler Roberts had a shot from about thirty-five yards at end at first half. There you go. That's all of them now. Uh, Rumor has it that that actually curled around full circle and came back to Tyler Roberts. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because I, a lot of people afterwards have said away at Brighton last season, and that was really bad as well. Uh, and we just don't think of it in the same way because it was the only defeat in that really good run that we had at the end. So you sort of forget about it. But I'm sure that we did in that in that game. We didn't create very much at all, but we created something. I think. I've, this is the only time I've watched Leeds and watching create absolutely nothing since Bielsa took over. I um, yeah, it really it's, it's, was hard it's kind, to watch. It's kind of that full circle thing of, you know, we had, and again, going back to the championship, there are a number of games where you were there going, we've created, you know, we've had 15, 20, 25 shots on goal and only scored one. Or, you know, there's the Wigan game and stuff like that. There's very few games we've, we've actually come away from going, God, we, we've done nothing going forward. You know, the, the just, the, there was no outlet there. We weren't, we didn't play, couldn't play through the middle. The, we just couldn't hold the ball. And we just didn't seem to be able to get Harrison and James into it. And I know, obviously, Calvin's a big part of that kind of spraying those quick diagonals out to them. But without that passing range there for them, that they were dropping a lot deeper to try and get on the ball. And that's when you're seeing Dan James trying to receive a pass from, you know, Shackleton still in his own half and, he, and he's trying to turn and, and do something with it. But nothing, nothing came off, did it? No, we were just, I mean, I think Melier played fine. He made a couple of good saves. Other than that, I don't think I could, I definitely couldn't give anyone else higher than a six. And like that includes Shackleton, and Shackleton did fine, which is why he probably got a six. Uh, it yeah. was just, it, yeah, it was just terrible. 
but we have we are generally poor in that three three one three formation. Not this poor, but generally poor. Uh, we'll jump straight on because there's no there's no point just banging on about that game. We won't sure? be, <laughs> we won't be playing that formation tomorrow. We don't know for certain, but Wolves nearly always play three four three. So we'll be playing sort of a four four two. Uh, yeah, and that means that I reckon Twitter might literally go down due to the traffic at two pm if Leeds is two up top is Rodrigo and Tyler Roberts. Yeah, unfortunately, you've, you've got. I, I mean, again, I, I I will defend Tyler Roberts in in terms of just putting him in because I feel sorry for him in a sense because he's a player who under Bielsa has shifted between this this eight and playing as an eight and playing as a striker but you know in the last couple of years it's mostly been as a, as a centre mid but that's all been sub appearances there's, 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 I'd love to see how many times he's actually started at centre mid or how many games he's played more than 30 minutes at centre mid because I don't think there's many um, I would think it's now, probably more than we both think, but I don't know. Bear in mind, Bielsa very rarely makes subs. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's just one of those things where now he's back to playing as a striker. Which at least I, the good thing I think between the two of them is, at least if you're going to have Rodrigo dropping off, you'll still have Tyler Roberts there leading the line. Well, in theory, that's what works better about this formation. I know that there was a lot of things that weren't good up at Newcastle. But going forward, we played some really nice stuff and it was Rodrigo dropping off the front. Admittedly, with Bamford. But dropping off the front and being able to drop in. Because this is the one formation we play where he can really play as a 10. Because he can drop off a striker and be in front of the midfield. He can drop in and help out in midfield a bit. Which, I know he's Defensively, not that great, but he's better than having no one there. And he also can get on the ball facing the goal rather than with his back to it and really go at things. So, in theory, this will suit him. But I just... It, I, I, yeah, it's reaction rate and it's get Eddie in and play the kids and it's all of those things that everyone says. But I genuinely would start Joe Gelhart up front in this game. When we've still got no Bamford, I don't think it works with Rodrigo and Roberts because the thing is, with the way Roberts has been playing, he will also be dropping off the front and dropping into the exact same spaces that Rodrigo does. And they'll just get in each other's way. And Gelhart does drop off as well. But I think that Gelhart is more likely to take on board that, no, you are playing up front. And he's given loads of interviews talking about how Bielsa has been telling him, watch what Patrick Bamford does. That's what we want you to do. So I, I I don't think for a second it'll happen, but I legitimately, hand on heart, think the right thing to do is starting tomorrow. I, I'm not quite there yet, but there's also about five of them I don't want to start either. Yeah, but It's got to the point where well, I'm like, well, I've got a starting six and let's just defend it from there, but... Yeah. We um, haven't even got onto how there's just no one to play in middle of midfield. So... <laughs> Well, there wasn't anyone there last week either, so Paul Mateus Click. Yeah, I feel so, sorry for I feel sorry for him. So we've got Rafinha back, which is always massive. But 
No Phillips, no Bamford, no Furpo, no Ailing, no Robin Cock. And no Willy Bolly for Wolves as well, I believe. Uh, if there's no... I mean, it's in theory, no Phillips in this game would be less of an issue than normal because we, we don't really have that singular DM in this formation, which would be fine if we had any other centre-mids. But if there's no Ailing, Shackleton's going to play right-back. If there's no Furpo, Dallas is going to play left-back. So, click and who? Like, is it striker that foot? Like, or does I think like, I, I think it's more likely Forshaw. than Forshaw. Um, I I didn't think Forshaw was particularly great when he came on against Southampton, and I thought he looked knackered after half an hour. And so slow. And so slow. <laughs> so I, I just I mean I Strauk has played sort of as an out-and-out centre-mid in the 23s a bit, and Bielsa does trust Strav. My, honestly, I, and I don't think this is likely either, the, does he play Shaq in midfield and either Dallas right-back and Harrison left-back, or the option that I think is actually better, but I just don't see in a million years, Shaq plays in midfield with Click and Cody Drama starts. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think if, if the other way he goes for it, and then this would be sort of the wet dream for a lot of people would be Rafinha starts as the other centre mid. With uh, by the James way, I apologise if that's getting picked up by the microphone. It's uh, it is, and uh, I I don't blame her for crying because we were speaking about the Southampton game. Yeah, that's what that is. What set her off? Um. Yeah, that that would be the alternative, I think, to any of that. But again, like I, I don't want Rafinha being taken out of his best position. Um, as much as I want Harrison to play ahead of Dan James, but Dan James has had a decent run so far. Rafinha has to play. You know, unless you then do start Joffe and. Either Roberts or Rodrigo plays in there. Oh God! You again the same problem. You, I, you can't play Rodrigo in a midfield too. Like that's that's footballing suicide. <laughs> so, what do you I mean, mean? It works so well against Burnley. I mean, of the two, if you were going to play one of them in a midfield too, Roberts is the better option of of the two. Like, there's no doubt about that in my mind, but. I don't think either one of them is particularly great for it. I I just keep looking at it and thinking I I do I, I think it's going to end up being for sure and click because I don't think he's going to like when I say Strauss played in as an eight in the twenty threes like twice once for about forty five minutes it's really not for very long and Bielsa does. If we haven't played him much, we know that he loves Forshaw. So I've and I've got a, I've got a note later on on this that says, "Well, it's two v two in midfield." <coughs> bless you, uh, but you. it's two v two in midfield. And if they play like Neves and Martinho, they're both really good players. But physically, we can probably win that. Yeah, not if it's Click and Forshaw. <laughs> I'm just trying to think, like. 
and I don't know if it's if it's because of the comparison point between Strike and Phillips. If I will actually prefer seeing Strike play further up and not having to imitate Calvin Phillips' role and instead just play as a more deeper midfielder, but without the importance that Calvin Phillips has to play with. Because in theory, they will be pushed up quite high because with the way Wolves play the back three and the wing-backs really do bomb on and the wingers. So the centre-mids do tend to be quite deep. I do think that there's a chance that they might like play Huang Hee Chan up with Jimenez to force us into a back three and almost play Traore as like the 10. But basically just have him off the strikers and just him dropping in, getting the ball and just running us. Because I, if they do that, I think we're in serious trouble. Um, I did put Jimenez in my uh, in my fantasy team this week. I didn't, but I did put Traore in. Uh, <laughs> although in fairness, I put him in last week. I just didn't take him out. Oh no, I actively swapped it with Rodrigo. Yeah. So with a, we like, in theory, when we've played this formation, we have been a little bit better going forward. Does that formation change give you any hope or is it just Rafinha gives you some hope? No, no, I do feel better about the formation change. Um, I think we do play better with, with a back two. Um, obviously, there is the issue of a, who will play with Matthias Click and God, what do we do if Matthias Click gets injured? Um, but no, I do, I do feel better about it. I, I, there's not as many times we've we've had to switch to, like I say, what will essentially come to a four four two. But I, I think for the players that we have, it it better suits us. Yeah, well, uh, I'm I'm really hoping that happens. I I just keep coming back to man marking system Adama Traore, and like, I don't think there's a single player in the league like Sam Maximan is brilliant at it, but like the numbers, he's streets ahead of everyone. I don't think there's a worse player you can be in a man marking system against than Adama Traore. Because he's just, it's not just that he's good at beating a player. Because as I say, in the final third, I don't think he's got enough composure and stuff to be right at the top level. But he is just going to get away over and over and over again. If he's playing on the right and he's up against Dallas, if he kicks it past Dallas and runs, he's knackered. If he goes to the other side and he's against Shackleton, I mean, Shackle, he's quicker than Shackleton and Shackleton's quick, but he's, Shackleton's also going to get shoulder barged into the East Stand Upper. Like, if, it, if he happens to wander into the middle, he's going to find a big gaping hole. Yeah, just a huge hole in the middle for him to just run through. And that's without them having three at the back. So whoever, whichever centre-back gets three will also just be able to waltz straight through. Uh, like, theirs will be Kilman, Cody and Roman Sice, probably, because they've got a couple of defensive injuries. I know Dendonk has played at the back as well, but not so much since he joined Wolves. Uh yeah, look, look, I could see Romain Sice just coming out with the ball and coming through midfield and causing us all kinds of problems. And Robert Kill- and Rodrigo just looking at each other, just going, I don't know. Yeah, and Max Kilman must be good on the ball because they signed him from being like an international futsal player, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
So by definition, it must be good. Was, was it Max Kilman that was also a model, or was that someone else? Uh, maybe. Again, I don't know, but my gut says maybe. Because <laughs> right. I remember them talking about it last year. And let's see, let's see if he's. Um... I think he's a good-looking lad. I don't know if he's a model. Hmm. Uh, I just like that. Um... Matt Kilman is of Ukrainian descent and attempted to play for the Ukrainian national team, but that was ruled out by FIFA. He's definitely got 25 England caps at futsal, so I haven't made that up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, that, that was someone else. It's uh, Owen Otasoe. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Different person. Different person entirely. Um, Model for what that back three, Kilman, Cody, Romain, Sice. You'd say that can be got at. Yeah, I, I mean, you've got to hope with the pedigree of Rodrigo, that with the support of certainly James and, and Rafinha, which I assume it will be on the wings, that he's going to get the service. Or that he's going to drop in and pull someone out of there and give Tyler Roberts a bit of space to do something. But I, I do think between the two of them, it, it essentially needs to be that, no, I'm the one that drops. And basically, it's whichever one Rodrigo's better at. Sorry, I got that in a Walter White voice. I am the one who drops. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did think the other one that he might... He hasn't really done it since the... I don't think it is since the Championship, actually. He might have done it once against, like, Chef United. But he could push Harrison up front. Because he, he he has played him as a nine, as an experiment a few times. Like, push him up with probably Rodrigo. Because he's good at pressing and stuff, so... Yeah, and that, that way you can get James Harrison and Rafinha all into the side. And Again, it's it's Best very <laughs> yeah, it's very square pegs round holes. I know, but I'm just yeah. such is our squad. The thing is, if you want to not have any square pegs in round holes, you either have to play. You, you basically have to play for sure who isn't fit, or you have to play drama right back, or the one that I know there will be. A few people screaming, and if he doesn't get named in the lineup in eight minutes for the twenty threes, I'll start thinking maybe Lewis Bay. You think it's a big a step? You'd think he'd be a good shout for the bench, though, given yeah. given the options. I would, I would. If he does play tonight, I would be surprised if he plays more than forty five minutes because we can't go into a. We have no midfielders. We can't go into. A, with, with no one on the bench to try and change it if it isn't working, which it probably won't. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to think now in terms of it's a bench. Like who? Like drama would be on the bench and well, Cresswell probably. They'll, they'll both be on the bench because they they usually are. Yeah, and then said midfield options you'd have Somerville. To be honest, a lot of this obviously hinges on whether he starts or not, but it's most likely for sure Somerville. Harrison? Yeah, well, I'm just, I mean, Harrison, 
I'm, I'm I like that. It's got I'm to the point where to we're agree. trying to predict the bench. Yeah. No, I'm inclined to agree with you that James will get the nod over Harrison. But I think that could go either way, to be honest. But like the bench against Southampton was Clarkson as keeper, Shelder and Cresswell at centre back, Drama right back, Adam Forshaw, uh, Crescencio Somerville, Stuart McKinstry, Sam Greenwood. You know, it's I, a. <laughs> I would willingly trade McKinstry for bait on that one. Yeah, I, I think that you've got to, especially seeing as, in theory, we're saying Harrison's on the bench. So Harrison and Somerville is plenty. You don't need another winger. Although McKinstry can play central as well. Um, obviously, it depends, but you, you're just looking at this and going, I, right, I'm only going to say it once. We're not going to focus on it. How the fuck did we not buy a centre mid? Um. <laughs> Don't I just... mention squad debt. Don't mention squad debt. Don't mention squad debt. Ah, damn it. Yeah. The, uh... There's... I mean, hell, even... Rather than Rodrigo and Roberts, I'd, I'd rather play Sam Greenwood up front with one of them. But if I'm picking one of them, I'm picking Gellar. Both. No, are we going fourth? <laughs> I might, uh, I, I might do it on Football Manager in half an hour or so, because um, uh, um, that 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 is my that's my new. If I'm going to do it properly, I have no control of transfers. Victor Orta decides everything. Can't wait for him to sell Calvin Phillips in the first window. <laughs> I, as a neutral, it, it, if you're interested in this sort of thing, it must be fascinating to look at. Like the options we've gone through there that we're talking about, either having a centre back move up and playing as an eight, a left winger potentially moving to play as you'd left back, and a former right winger playing as centre mid, a striker play, you know, a striker playing as a number eight, a different striker also playing as number eight, and getting in the other striker that sometimes plays as number eight way. Mm. Or Adam Forshaw. Yeah, it just it is. I know that we've a bit that we've been unlucky with injuries, but this okay. is like it's negligent squad building. Is this? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm trying to picture. I'm trying to picture Jack Harrison dealing with Troy, like. And it doesn't look good. As much as I know he has, I think he's better athletically for it than Stuart Dallas. I think Stuart Dallas is so much more disciplined and tactically aware of that role. Yeah. That I think Jack Harrison will get torn to shreds. Yeah. And whichever one of James or um, Harrison plays, they're going to have plenty of defensive work on anyway, chasing back after Nelson Semedo. Yeah, I mean, he bombs on like mad down that side. Uh, I'm not sure which one they'll play at left back. Probably that Mar- Marcel. Probably he's he's less of a worry, which is good because that's Rafinha's side. But because Rafinha doesn't really have any defensive discipline, not not saying he doesn't have any is harsh. He doesn't have as much. Uh, he may still get away and end up 
causing a threat, but you're sort of willing to trade it off with Rafinha. Yeah, and, and the other thing to that is if you're playing James and Rafinha, it does open up the counter-attack a much more. Now, whether we can actually reach them is a, an entirely different question, but in theory, you've kind of got that option of breaking you know, pretty quickly upfield with sort of a front four of of you know two quite good wingers well a quite good winger a very good winger and mm, two iffy strikers now we'll have a great striker because joe gellart's gonna play <laughs> uh, uh, it, I, you're right it does the problem with trying to focus on you you can't focus on counter-attacks against wolves because i know they've changed to bruno Lage, and he is more attacking than nuno was but the truth is, he has just kind of gone into what Nuno was playing and made him a little bit more attacking. They've gone from sit... very defensive to defensive. Yeah, they still they still sit deep. They still play a back three. But when he first got the job, people thought that he might really push on and like get him really attacking and stuff. But he just hasn't. And they've, I mean, I know they had a bad start, but they've picked up now. What have they got? Four wins, four defeats, but they've won like three of the last four. And that result yeah. against Villa, coming back from two 0 down with ten minutes and stoppage time left. No, I mean, it's not. One, it's, it's not the result you wanted to see after after our terrible performance that Wolves had had a ten minute three goal turnaround. Um, I, the the more you talk, honestly, I in my head the question is: Do you start Joffy or do you play Cody Drama? Like that. That for me is should be the question. So that you have one one fewer square peg. <laughs> yeah, like. You know, either you do it to then have someone else who knows midfield, the central midfield role, better than Shaq, than uh, Pascal Stroik. And honestly, I think I'd rather have Shackleton there and Drama at fullback. But yeah, because there isn't someone else who could end up shoved in at right back if Shackleton played centre mid, is there? Like someone who's played there at some point that I've forgotten about. Inverted fullback Jack Harrison. I, w- I mean, other than Dallas, because we're going to need him <laughs> to play left back. Um, <laughs> no, not that I can think of. Because I, I keep going, is because he, he's not likely to like shove you into there and play Strauch at the back with Cooper. Or, Inver- play, or play Charlie back. Cresswell at right back in a scene reminiscent of Tony Pulis' Stoke where we just picked centre backs <laughs> at fullback. Charlie Walkett was a great right back. <laughs> um, no, it's I, the one thing is at least I feel like there is validity to this discussion about those two. One because I think if they play, I do think they're also there on on some level of merit as well. And it's not just, we have no one else. Yeah, you know, it's you, not, you, it you isn't. Could, you've come off the back of them having a very good year with the 23s last season. And I think physically, I think Cody Drower looks up to up to the job, as, as does Joffe, to be fair. I think they're probably two of the physically bigger players in that team. Um you know, I'd, I'd I'd like to see Cody Drama play, and, and to be honest, if you can't throw him in against Wolves, I, I don't, you know, 
I don't know when you can really. Like that's that's nothing against Wolves, but if you're going to throw someone in a mid-table Premier League club's as good as anyone apart from Norwich. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have said for well, basically the whole time Bielsa has been here, really, it's been sort of the one major criticism we've had, isn't it? That this would be so much less of an issue if in those games where we were three 0 up last season. Hmm. He'd have thrown Drammer on when he was on the bench, giving him 15 minutes at the end. Uh, if he'd yeah. have done the same with Gelhart. Because there were games, and especially, well, let's say, the last 10 games of last season, we were safe, playing well. And yeah, maybe we wouldn't have finished ninth. Maybe we'd have finished 12th instead. But the trade-off, for, and I know that that, that sentence is hindsight to be fair. But we did keep saying we're 3-0 up or we're 2-0 up. Why not give one of them a go? And I just I'd feel so much more because com- if they had some experience if even if he'd never started a game, if Cody Drummond had played four games off the bench you would just be looking at this and you'd probably your first thought would be well start Drummond and play Shackleton in midfield. Yeah. But because he has never once given him a single minute, you do find yourself thinking, well, it's not going to be him. Yeah, and it's this, it's it's the odd thing that Bielsa does where, like, I think, I don't know everyone, but I would say the majority of players that have been on the bench the last couple of weeks, Bielsa has a certain level of trust in. Yeah. Uh, um, right. Okay, so uh, apologies for the interruption. Under no, 23, is... under there 23s, class and in goal. Uh, Sutcliffe, Harvey Sutcliffe at right back, Chris Moore and Noan Kenny at centre back, Leo Hielder playing left back, according to this. That might be the other way with more, it depends. Uh, Jack Jenkins and Lewis Bate in the middle of midfield. Mm. So I'm hoping Bate only gets 45 minutes, but that rules him out of the Hail Mary start. It yeah. might be in the squad. Miller on the right, Somerville on the left, who'll probably get 45 minutes. Sam Greenwood behind Max Dean. So Gelhart is not involved at all. Cody Drammer is not involved at all. Cresswell not involved at all. Yeah. It's it I gives did, a bit of a chance for the drama theory. Yeah. I, I mean, and for the and for Gelhart as well. That that's the funny thing with, with Bielsa in is what like as you said, I don't think he's given young players enough minutes off the bench to to just kind of get a feel for Premier League football a bit. And like you say, if if Dramo had played, made four sub appearances and, and got an hour or so under his belt, you'd think, ah, oh, yeah, it's fine, chuck him in. But you also have the opposite side of Bielsa, who just one day just went, yeah, Robbie Gotts will play the middle of midfield against Arsenal. Uh, Daniel Huggins is going to play 45 minutes against Arsenal. That's the other thing that could be really frustrating. If he does, and I know that the league is far more important, but if he doesn't give them the chance and then he does give them the chance at the Emirates on Tuesday. Yeah. And I know that it's... Normally I'd say, yeah, I know it's a risk throwing kids in, but when the other options are as sparse as they are, I think it's a bigger risk not giving a couple of them a chance. That's and it's just that thing, it just builds up more and more, and you're just putting more pressure on players to, to play above themselves out of position, or that eventually you're just going to go, 
I know you haven't played any first team football before, but can you go, you know, play right back against Man City, please, today? And yeah. like, and again, it's just that thing of just just getting them the minutes where that's not such a big deal. You know, and this I'd rather them do it against Wolves and, and teams that are going to be in and around mid mid to lower table than it get to a desperate situation where you're doing that at Anfield all of a sudden because you've got no one. And the other thing, and by the way, I've now completely come round that I think I still would play Gelhart, but I, I think I'd start Jammer as well. Um, Cody Jammer's big strength is sort of 1v1 defending. And I think that's exactly what we're going to need in this game. Mm. Like, whether it's, I mean, like, Pedence came off the bench and had a belt. And I, I think that these, it was mostly like set pieces that he did it, but he was a threat ever since he came on. If they've got Traore and Pedence on the wings, that's a real threat. So having a good 1v1 defender who's quite strong and stuff, and also who can carry the ball out because they won't chase back very well. And Drama's really good at that as well. I think he's, yeah. a, I think he's a real shout. Uh, the only bit about Wolves' team that we haven't really talked to, and then we'll be about done, is he, he doesn't look back at his best yet, but Raul Jimenez is looking like he's back to being himself. And we do great against physical centre-forwards. Yeah. Um, yeah, he he's a worry because he's just started getting going again and he did cause us... Even though, like the goal he scored at Ellen Road was a massive deflection and stuff, he does cause problems for everyone. I won't see us being any different. Uh, are we both assuming it's Juventus and Cooper? I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like I just don't say I, if he isn't needed to play in the centre midfield, I still personally would go Juventus and Stroke, but I don't think it's going to happen. No. Um. And and to be fair. I think Cooper was. I think Cooper was probably the better of the three defenders last weekend. Not that that's high praise for any of them. I know. I yeah. know the way he came across for the goal was was telegraphing the pass, but the mistake a, was Juventus before. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, you're kind of left in a situation where yeah, he probably should have tried to keep showing him. Yeah, onto his left foot for the shot, but. Yeah. Um, you know, I, th- I think Cooper, as it goes, is playing as well as anyone else. Yeah, you know, oh, it's not. It's not because he's done it wrong. It's just that thing of I think, I think they're currently mm. at a similar level. Maybe Strout slightly edging it, but because Strout's younger and stuff, I'd be going right. I'll play him because he'll get better and better and better. Um, as it that that Cooper decision, I was really annoyed when he first did it. I've calmed down a bit now. I can understand why he went. I still think he I still think he should have stayed with Broha because if I think it was a worse chance for Redmond than it became for Broha because he went across. But you know, you, you are taught in that situation to go to the ball. Because they can mess up yeah. the pass and make the chance worse and stuff. So it it's one of them from what you're taught playing, it might well have been the right thing to do. I just think in that one situation it happens to not be. Um, yeah. So are we? So are we hazarding a guess? Not at what we think. No, I'm not hazarding a guess at this point. It's a fool's errand. Yeah, because we we kind of have to do a prediction of some sorts. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, Chaos. <laughs> Chaos ensues, and Atama Toraro just sets a new record for yards covered with a ball. He's going to beat John Stones' record from last season. Yeah. Um, lose 3-1. I've, I've, I'm sorry, I've no confidence at all in this. I'll be look. I I think that the like you can get like nine to five now on a Wolves win, and I think it's a decent price. Five to six days ago, it was like twenty three to ten, which I think might have been the better of the season. Uh, I I can't bring myself to stick a load of money on it, but I'm, if it's still nine to five tomorrow morning, I could see myself having twenty quid on it to make myself feel better. Um. I'm going to be, you know what? I'm going to be stupidly optimistic and say we win this 2 0 for no I, reason. I'll be honest, I thought you were going to say I'm going to be stupidly optimistic 1 1. <laughs> uh, for what it's just... uh, the leaders under 23s, for what it's worth, were odds on. The team has come out by now 11 to 10. So it started drifting straight away. Uh, yeah, I just, I have I have absolutely no confidence in going into this game. Wolves oh, dif- I have no confidence. This is completely stupid reasoning, but it's it's just the sort of thing football does every now and again. Yeah. I just I, I just think that Wolves defend well enough that I think we'll I, I do think we'll score. And basically because and I'm stealing a line from all stats that way, because Rafinha and Inshallah. <laughs> uh, so I think we'll score one, but like, I just I think we're going to get absolutely ripped apart by runners, mostly called Adama Traore. <laughs> runners to the left of them, runners to the right of them. Here I am stuck in the middle as Mateus Click with no one to help me. <laughs> uh, well, I was going war poetry there, but yeah, it kind of amounts to the same thing, really. <laughs> So no, I'm just going through like Dulce and Decorum X and just replacing gas with runners, runners quick boys. <laughs> An ecstasy of fumbling. Like, oh god. Yeah. Jesus case, are you getting all highbrow on this? Yeah. <laughs> I um, listen, I've got that C in in English literature GCSE, and damn it, I'm gonna use it. Once a year for the rest of your life, you're gonna <laughs> use it. Um well yeah, that will do us. I I have just I am very negative at the minute and I don't want to be. Uh, I, I am awaiting next week's podcast title of who is replacing Marcelo Bielsa at Leeds United. Not because I want him to go, but because I must admit I uh, I was on about this the other day with a, a guy I know in the pub. I I can I I know that we thought we knew that this was a big possibility coming into the season. I would be amazed if Bielsa's here next season. And I know we've said this before, but I think this is his last one. I can't whether we stay if we finish fifteenth, that's the end of progress, and I think that'll be where he calls it. Yeah, he's got his eyes on that Europe Conference League still. <laughs> Maybe they'll turn it into being like the Intertoto Cup and you have to apply to be in it, so we might get in with 15th. Ooh. Are we getting in on fair play? Well, I mean, how fair is it to just let people run through the middle and score? 
I mean, he did it. I mean, against, he did it against Villa. He's done it about twenty times this season. I mean, we're an award-winning fair play team. Yeah. Yeah. We're the fairest of all the play. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I'm. I'm just hoping that this goes well. I, normally, I would say I'm going to watch the under twenty-three game now, but because there's a Premier League game on tonight, they're not allowed to show it. Because that, and which is a stupid rule. Because if Arsenal and Villa lose, what six, seven hundred viewers to the Leeds under twenty-three game? Oh no! <laughs> to be fair, those six, seven hundred will probably watch a better game. Oh, the 23s are the best team to watch in the country by a mile. I mean, how many Look, teams did looking last, forward to them? They were 2 0 up battery, 2 0 up and battering Everton last week and got beat 4 2. That's entertainment. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the defending of 123s football at times leaves something to be desired, but um, especially when you take the defenders away. Yeah, yeah, the defending in the under 23s really needs something to be desired. So I'm strongly advocating we pick one of our under 23s defenders and start him tomorrow. Yeah. And also a striker. And also Lewis Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not about throwing the kids in, but those are three good kids. Yeah. Fuck it. Start Archie Gray. No, you've no, you've gone too far now. No, uh, I thought we were going to avoid getting the greys in. Right. Well, that will do us uh, for episode 130. Uh, we're on Twitter at Mighty Whites Pod. Uh, website's mightywhitespodcast.com. Podcast goes out pretty much everywhere except Aircast. The stuff we write goes up on through it altogether. Admittedly, that is getting very few and far between due to time constraints. But uh, I did manage to put some up last week. Hopefully, I might be able to get me. To be honest, next week, I'm working until like four o'clock in the morning. So it depends how busy work is. If it's quiet, I might just write something because I'm bored. But unfortunately, it's never quiet. It also means I can't go watch this play Arsenal under 23s, which is really annoying because I was quite looking forward to that. You know, we're still live, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just very conversational towards the end. It's just like, no, no, no. I just, it's... I it, it was just. A thought that came into my head, and I might as well say it because we've about we've got past forty five minutes now, which is a okay. Uh, so yeah, I've been Jack. So yeah, I've been K- I've been KC. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Who would say something like so stupid as someone else's name at the end of a podcast? Yeah. Come on, Jack. I am I am officially tired. I um I I haven't slept very well. You heard my screaming baby earlier. <laughs> That's not an isolated incident. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling a bit today. Casey, you do it. And I'm Casey. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, I've been Connie. I'll see, I'll, I'll see you later. <laughs>